0: You know what? You're right. We got
1: this. Well, Hal, here we are once again talking about food. And doing it from our homes. That's Two right. favorite things, eating yeah. and not going anywhere. <laughs> That's me, though. You like to go out. I you do. Like this whole out. thing like is driving out. me crazy. I think I got monkey's pawed by this whole thing because I now I can't leave home. And now I look out the window longingly, even though it's miserable <laughs> out right now. It's cold. It's rainy. And I'm like. I wish I could just kneel down in front of it like it's the end of the Shawshank Redemption. That's all I want right now. <laughs> you to- look, you can get out there just as long as the prison guards are more than six feet away. That's the problem is they're right
0: on top of you. Yeah, they always are, my friend. They yeah. always are. But we're in here, not here to talk about prison guards. No. Uh, we're talking breakfast once again. Uh, this is full English breakfast versus classic American breakfast. And what better guest to have on our show with two Americans... Then a proper Englishman, my co-star from Blood and Treasure. You might also know him from Battlestar Galactica. It's James Callis. How are you, sir? I'm I'm good,
2: thank you guys. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to discuss this topic.
0: Good. Uh how's your uh how's your quarantine going, Bunny? How is my quarantine going? Um how- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That well, huh? Well you know I I was explaining to a few friends that uh being at home um looking at uh ideas or scripts or listening to current news programs isn't vastly different from my usual life if I'm not on a <laughs> film set. So <laughs> just chilling at home and so cooking uh, it might, and I think everybody it's just kind of watch hoping that it's not the a- apocalypse and kind of watching it from home. Although I have to say that I find immersing yourself in lots of other things if you're able is a tuning into the news every second is kind of, uh, it's self-defeating yeah. having, having done it. You just like tuning in. There's not all that much that every, you know, so that's checking in on the news is,
0: uh, is possibly a good thing if you're feeling okay. I yeah. I want to be a person that can only check in, like just turn on the evening news and get it, you know, get the digest version but it turns out I'm not good with the digest version and I just need to consume it all day on in the background because I think I'm missing something if I don't.
2: Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not doing that. Yeah, (laughs) Good. No, me neither. What's occupying your time. Yeah. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm listening to loads of things and, uh, I'm kind of using this time in, in some fashion, like, like library time like the stuff that i never did when i was at college and so kind of exploring right. ideas or things that on a normal day if it was if i knew what i was going to be doing you know from one moment to the next i wouldn't be tuning in to say for example watch a concert by vladimir Horovitz.
0: right you know? but for example i did but now you have the
2: time i had the time so i watched um i watched uh, him play Rachmaninoff's third and by this stage he must have been something like well, he looked like he was in his 70s this wasn't a live video then this yeah, is uh,
0: a uh, sorry no not live he's not alive anymore um but it... <laughs> I'm showing my ignorance of who this guy is
2: oh Look. so he was one of the um considered to be one of the best pianists in the world and uh he was born in Russia and then Uh, made it to America and settled in the States and toured round. And he had a very unusual, very kind of unflamboyant style. His fingers are kind of placed directly over the keys. And actually, well, possibly that's just the Rachmaninoff, because Rachmaninoff used to play that way. Because Rachmaninoff was huge and had like hands like spades <laughs> like shovels by the way now when I'm thinking about
0: Rachmaninoff I'm thinking of Lurch from the Adams Family sitting down at that piano <laughs> well uh, that's not very flattering but uh, <laughs> uh, he, was, he, was, he was
2: I think he was like six four or something he was a he was a big guy and I was just thinking about I don't know I've been listening to like what other people would have on their desert island disc or something mm-hmm. and just coming back to Rachmaninoff 2 and 3 Thinking that they
1: are uh, incredible pieces of music. You, you know what makes me very excited for this episode, James, is that you're talking about using this time in, uh, to like enrich yourself artistically. You're listening to a great classical pianist play Rachmaninoff. Meanwhile, I've been on Mark day and night to watch Tiger King. <laughs> I can't stop. T- like trying to get him to watch it i'm like no you don't get- he bleaches part of his mullet but not all of it meanwhile you're like he he played like rachmaninoff i don't know any of this stuff no, I- and I- that's going to show through i think in the breakfast as well Hal, i um i already watched tiger king <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was gonna ask what did you
2: think what did you think of tiger king uh. what do you think? i i think so many things i think first of all it's an incredible <laughs> documentary Yes. I think it's brilliantly made. I think that there's so many angles in there. And despite the fact that so many people in it are, I think I described in a tweet today, deranged in the membrane. <laughs> there's a lot of humanity in the way that this thing is um happened. So I just, what do I think? Uh I think that people with personality, if you stick a camera in front of them, you've got, you've got a series. You've got, uh, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. there's mystery, there's history, there's, quirks there's idiosyncrasies and in these particular cases who needs not just like one cat big cat like a tiger or a lion (laughs) but who needs like you know 50 of them or a 100 to bolster themselves in some fashion because it is about the cult of a personality a lot of these peoples in these these parks and uh they they range from you know um I I get the impression like all of them at some point were teased or something as kids. Yeah. And that they were like, you know, you're just you yeah. you know, you're you're really pathetic and you're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. And then I'll show you, I'll, I'll show buy you. a tiger. I'm going to, and I'm going to stick myself in a cage with tigers. Yes, yeah, good lord. And uh <laughs> I mean maybe that's unfair because I have no idea. But they they are they are
0: unbelievable characters Uh, you got a little bit of an idea i think you got some inclination
1: (laughs) it's pretty laid bare for you how how horrific all of these people are and and obviously they're all damaged in some way but i keep now i keep thinking there are a ton of animals that just didn't make the cut and they were probably excited, like they're telling their friends, I'm going to be on Netflix. It's like, <laughs> it's seven episodes. I heard I'm going to be at least two. The producer said for sure one. And then there's this Liger sitting with his family oh around the television going, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened, but we don't have to watch the rest of this. Well, want to play <laughs> Boggle?
2: I'm just thinking now that they could have like, you know, because we're finding out as well now that tigers, tigers, anim, you know, at the zoo, they tested mm-hmm. the tiger and the tiger had COVID. Yes. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. The Bronx Zoo, I think, right? I think that that's, I mean, for people who are waiting, you know, for product and stuff, they could just like take pictures, not pictures, videos of like the tigers and then dub in voices. It could be like, you know, the zoo version of Big Brother
1: during COVID. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, they didn't. They have no idea what's been going. Yeah, completely closed off from the outside world. <laughs> exactly.
0: I can't wait for the animated series of Tiger King. That's just all of those. It's like Muppet <laughs> Babies, but it's all of the these weirdos animals in their pens. Oh
2: my god. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh,
0: well, all right. Maybe I'll watch it. Good. There we go. I know. Finally. Um, all right. Let's talk breakfast, gentlemen. Yes. James, I'm sure our listeners can tell by your voice. You are an Englishman. What is an English breakfast to an Englishman? Is it a weekly thing? Is it like a Sunday roast? Is this what you would have every morning? Is this a diner breakfast? How, what, it, what makes a full English breakfast?
2: Um, I think that's a good question. Um, thank you. I wrote all of them down beforehand. <laughs> 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 um, I, I don't believe that the full English breakfast is something that you have every day. I mean, you could do, but I don't know if, uh, like a lot of things that that necessarily be good for you. Sure. So, You'd look like Churchill toward the end. And I think that as well, you know, I'm kind of, uh, freewheeling here or, you know, uh, thoughts off the top of my head.
0: That's yeah. what we I, do. I would,
2: I would imagine that, you know, this thing is better if it's served to you rather than necessarily you making it yourself. Although you <laughs> right. can. So then this makes the only time I would have like a full English breakfast. I mean I do have it at home occasionally, mm-hmm. but very occasionally. So the time that you would have it is is at a hotel or, you know, something like that. Okay. And it would possibly be on a weekend. I'm and this is all from the top of my head because I'm not sure that that's traditionally true, but so what it comprises of is two fried eggs, Mm -hmm. And, uh, bacon and sausages and a choice of toast, Mm -hmm. baked beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, black pudding, uh, which I'll come to later. Oh, lordy. And, uh, the the toast comes with, you know, condiments like marmalade and jam Mm -hmm. and there's tea and coffee. And I suppose a full English breakfast as well would serve you kippers, um, Which are what serve what kippers, which are essentially smoked herrings, salted and smoked over wood chip. That's very, very traditional English breakfast. And if you eat like that in the morning, you, you genuinely don't need to eat anything else for the rest of the day. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and if you like eat that,
0: that every morning, you will die. I think that's, <laughs> it's not good for you. That's, yeah. You know, it's, that's a, that's it, a lot of extra blood if you're doing it every day.
2: <laughs> it's not good for you every day. But actually, mostly, it's a source of uh, – it's very high in protein. Yeah. And uh, it's also quite high in fats. Mm-hmm. So traditionally as well, if you've drunk too much the night before, this is a fantastic meal to get you back on track, possibly with, you know, a Bellini.
0: Sure. Look, you, a oil. little bit of the hair <laughs> of the dog that bit you. <laughs> <laughs> And then the blood of the dog and the sausages.
2: Oh, well, I and mean, the black pudding is, you know, they used to call sausages uh, bags of mystery, apparently, because nobody was totally token- <laughs> sure what was inside them. Um, sure, and the or what even the bag was. Yes, um, but the black pudding is particularly, you know, I, you can look it up, guys. I
0: won't say. Oh, look! I don't hate black pudding. I've had it, and uh, I actually kind of enjoyed it. It's very irony. Mm, oh, I agree. oh, if you don't? Oh, think I'm looking at it. it, it. Is,
2: if you don't it's- think about what it is, it's actually. It, a, a tiny portion of it so you've got all of that food on the mm-hmm. plate and uh, tea coffee and juice that's a pretty incredible send-off
0: yeah that's a boy start that's a nice day. way to start a day that's a that's a special way to start a day yeah, yeah. i feel like the american version i think w- what we'll use is the classic diner breakfast okay. okay uh which would be two eggs two bacon two sausage hash browns toast yes pancakes pancakes you can have i mean you can add so some pancakes on the both, side right yeah or you can have hash
1: browns and pancakes sure yes. yeah in fa- look some restaurants encourage it I, here's my question <laughs> now because i want to i do want to dig into the english breakfast but I, i'm curious what was your first experience in america with like the big american breakfast and what did you think coming from a place where there is like a big sometimes breakfast or once a week how did this stack up for you the first time that you had it what, what were your thoughts So, um, I was born in the
2: seventies and I think that, you know, around the end of the seventies, beginning of the eighties, things dramatically changed in England and our attitudes to food, our attitudes to service, our attitudes to what you could get. I I just, um, if you talked about English food or English cuisine, I think in, in the (laughs) seventies, it wasn't flattering. Right. You know, there (laughs) would be all these jokes about like, uh, I won't go into it totally, you know, if if it was heaven, then you know the lovers are Italian and everything's run by the Germans and I forget, you know, what great things the English can do. But like if you're in hell the cooks are English, apparently. <laughs> sure. Um so uh not not great kind of fair. I came to America when I was 14 years old and I hadn't I we were at a hotel in Miami. And I just remember being awestruck by the size of the plates. <laughs> never, I honestly had never seen anything like it. Yeah. And, uh, I was with my grandfather at the time who was having heart surgery or I, yeah, he was about to have heart surgery, uh-huh. uh, which is why we were in Miami mm-hmm. and he had chosen for himself the American, the classic American breakfast oh. with steak
0: and chips oh yeah as well sure wow that's a big that's a that's a hearty breakfast
2: i just i i remember i you know like 14 you've got like all of these 14 year old questions in your mind like are they allowed to have steak in the morning Is (laughs) is that is that a thing I mean, who has steak in the morning? That's a that's like a lunchtime (laughs) food. It's that's it's a dinner food. Who you don't have steak in the morning, do you? There was a thing. Oh, steak and eggs is a thing, man. Yeah, you can have anything you want in the States.
0: We don't do that quite in the um in the UK. It does feel like that that seems like it is an American thing. The eat whatever you want whenever you want. Like when we went to Italy last year for the show and they were like Oh yeah, don't order a cappuccino with breakfast. The cappuccino is the breakfast and don't order one after 10 a.m. You're like, what, what if I want a cappuccino at like two in the afternoon? And <laughs> well,
2: what were they, was this a kind of like jobs worthy kind of like, you know, you can only have something on one day that you find in certain European hotels. It's unusual, but yeah, I've encountered v- it.
0: It's very strange. Like, I don't know, but I guess we're so used to the idea of more, faster, and whatever, whenever, however we want it. Yeah. But let's break down the two breakfasts, because that actually gives me a a good segue into one way I wanted to do this. What I'd like to look at is I'd like to break down each of the elements and see who wins when each element is toe-to-toe against each other, because they are quite similar breakfasts. So I'm figuring if we put... We pit the eggs against each other, we put the sausages against each other, the bacon against each other, and then uh, the toast, and then the sides. So I will lump the hash browns as the sides for the Ameri- – hash browns and pancakes on the American side, and tomatoes, mushrooms, and beans as the sides. Baked
2: beans, yes. Baked I, beans, I should yeah. have I should have uh, added that you. I believe that you can get kind of like potato croquettes, which is okay. like our version of – Of hash browns.
0: But it's not like the way it is here where two thirds of the plate is a giant mound of hash browns. Mm. No. Like, like, that's like three whole potatoes. No, Mm. it's not. But uh, going to the idea of we want whatever we want whenever and however, let's start with the eggs. Because in a traditional English breakfast, correct me if I'm wrong, but the eggs are always sunny side up. Yes? Or generally? No. um, No, okay.
2: Not necessarily. In a traditional English breakfast, you can have three types of eggs in a traditional English breakfast. They can mm-hmm. be scrambled. Uh, they will be poached or they may be fried, but you will be given that option. I think okay. now because of the American breakfast, um, more and more people have fried eggs and sunny side up. But I think that if you, yeah, the preference might be poached eggs in the UK because that's more traditional. That's what they used to do. Oh, okay. And is that so you can like break the yolk and mix it all up? I imagine it's because idea? of the way that they're made. Like, um, now we've got like, uh, you know, Tupperware plasticky kind of things to crack your egg into. Mm-hmm. But obviously the chefs crack an egg into, uh, boiling water and whisk the water with a tiny bit of vinegar. And that's mm-hmm. how they make your, um, I believe that's, you know, that's the traditional way. And that might be. That might have been easier, like, earlier in time than frying, I wonder.
0: And also, previous to the 70s, everything in Britain was cooked by just putting it in boiling water. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) indeed. Indeed.
0: Okay, so that – well, that defeats where I was going with that, which I thought that American versatility would give it the edge on the eggs. I I erroneously had – the internet had failed me and that the eggs were always uh, sunny up. What is your preferred egg style, James?
2: Hmm. I mean growing up as a kid we we did um we call it boiled egg with soldiers do you guys did you guys do that in the States? <laughs> no with Wait, soldiers tell me more okay boiled egg with soldiers is basically a boiled egg and uh, it's a piece of toast, but the piece of toast is cut into digit light sections in which you can dunk your toast into the boiled egg
0: oh that's and those smart are
2: the soldiers.
0: Oh, I love so that. So it's called boiled egg with soldiers. And when you- is this a soft boiled egg on that one of those little, uh, yes, one of those little soft, pedestals? It's it, indeed.
2: That's exactly what it is. It's a soft ah. boiled egg on a pedestal or an egg cup. And you, the, the bread's cut up into like, you know, it's five little bits, uh, lengthways that make it look like a finger.
0: And those are called the soldiers. I can't so- tell if this is. A fancy thing that would be in a tea room in England or something that your parents invented for you? I think it's pretty universal. This is something that everybody would know what this was, right? You know,
2: I, it's like, right, I'm like (laughs) desperately trying to check my phone right now. It's like, my God, what have I said? i'm pretty sure <laughs> boiled egg and, soldiers is
1: okay. and that's that, that's actually named after world war one when the germans would flood the trenches with egg yolks yeah, <laughs> to try no, and I kill i
2: don't believe that's true no, Boiled well, egg and soldiers
1: i mean i don't, don't have the internet say. but i'm pretty sure <laughs> is it just your photo album of when you were a child getting boiled egg and soldiers
2: okay now as far as i'm reading off the internet now, okay. as far as soldiers go, if you're from the UK, there's no explanation needed. But for everyone else, when soft-boiled <laughs> eggs are served to little ones in Britain, the toast is cut into long strips, which everyone calls soldiers. That is apparently, fantastic. Apparently because they're so straight. Ah. So, oh, they're, because they're like
0: standing at attention. I get, it. I get mm-hmm. it. So that's, yeah. So not, not just us. I, I didn't know if this was some sort of Cockney rhyming slang thing.
2: It's not, although there's a lot of that as
0: well. <laughs> Though, James, will you, will you just, uh, indulge us a couple of, uh, the, the, the better of the Cockney rhyming slang? Because you would periodically, you will say something and I'll go, what? And you'd be like, oh, right. That's Cockney rhyming slang.
2: Cockney oh, yeah. Rhyming slang. Well, the, the idea behind, there's a misconception that people who don't totally enunciate all of the words speak co- Cockney. Which is not true. Cockney is an argo. is a specific language, a rhyming slang. So, for example, a suit is called a whistle and flute. But to the people in the know, you don't say the bit that rhymes. So if you see somebody who's wearing a nice suit, you might say, that's a nice whistle. See, this is bonkers to me. So you're like saying that's a nice whistle, which means that's a nice whistle and flute, which means that's yeah. a nice suit. So but this is uh, another one is like somebody's just been to the hairdresser uh-huh. and they, you know, they've had a nice haircut. So you might say nice barnet because barnet is barnet fair, which is hair. So nice hair. <laughs> Things like I mean, it's it goes on and on there. There are, I imagine, thousands and they're quite. You know, they're, they're in, they're in common parlance in the UK mm-hmm. as a kind of, um, I don't know, shared experience of like, so for example, a cup of tea is called Rosie Lee and many people d- doesn't matter about your background might say, I'll have a nice cup of Rosie or a nice
0: cup of Rosy Lee. It's the idea that there is a language that exists that just takes another language and uses their words, but in, but like for a different meaning yeah yeah like uh and- tea uh tea if you put if there was a google translate from cockney to English or from english to cockney and you put tea in there it would pop up rosy uh, or if you put suit it would pop up whistle it seems like uh like your computer's malfunctioning
2: i suppose it's <laughs> yeah it's um but yeah i mean there's so many great ones like uh um let's have a butcher's
0: but this one i remember you saying this one before and i went what yeah, let's have a butcher's, butcher's, butcher's hook, look. Let's have a look. Let's have a butcher's. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, so that's – um Yeah. Oh, you want to try out this restaurant?
1: Let's have a butcher's. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> right? That's what somebody might say, genuinely. Excuse me what I just – I just love that an entire group of people have accepted this as like, this is how it is. It's, and it's great. I don't think there's anything – I mean, it is bonkers. But like, I there's no point – There was no point for you growing up where you were like, "Hold on, this might not make sense."
2: No, I. It was just like it was accepted. I um, this. I don't know if this is um, yeah, I don't know if this is true, but I'd imagine that initially, it was a way of talking in front of people that don't know what you're talking about and being able to discuss things at uh, with a strange kind of liberty because nobody else knew what you were talking about, and that could have been tremendously useful to. Certain groups sure cockney spies (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, okay
1: they're called catchers because catcher in the rye rhymes that's right right ah look at that well done hal thank you um all
0: right let's get back to breakfast gents okay so breaking this down by category we're talking about the eggs is this a wash is there uh is this an egg wash does anyone have the edge in the uh in the egg category I like can't the, say, I can't say they do. I don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. It feels like that's a wash. All right, let's talk sausages. I wish we could talk about cereal, but cereal's not involved in either of these breakfasts.
0: <laughs> no, cereal is, is part of a true? balanced because
1: breakfast. I when
2: read, I read, that cereal yeah. was included in a in a
1: full American breakfast. Is that not true? Oh, it can be. I guess you can have like oh, you can have oatmeal or cream of wheat, but nobody's bringing like cherry. Well, I guess they could bring Cheerios. Here, here's a fun game. I'll give each of you one guess. Okay. How many this and I've been uh not hoarding but I I've been ordering stuff just to see what is getting through. Mm-hmm. How many boxes of Fruity Pebbles do you think I have in my house right now? I'm going to guess 4. Okay, that's 4 for you James, what do you think?
0: I, um, Fruity Pebbles is a breakfast cereal, is it? Yeah, kind of. It's more of a it's more of a flaky candy. <laughs>
1: it's just sugar with an It's an just a box of sugar it. that Kellogg's makes. Yeah.
2: Something crazy, I don't know, um ten, ten boxes.
1: the answer is five, Mark was very close it was I appreciate close. I wish I had ten <laughs> i just i I started hoarding cereal because I was afraid I wouldn't be able to go out to get it. And that is, uh, that is my cereal update. And it's very sad. And I wish, I wish I could tell Ken to edit it out, but I hope he keeps it in there because uh, look. I live my life out loud. I'm an influencer. What can I say? <laughs> Sorry. Moving on to the, this actual breakfast. Right. Let's, let's pit the sausages
0: against one another. Okay. Uh, America, you've got basically two different kinds. You've got, it's always pork sausage. Or frequent, most often in the traditional classic American breakfast, it's pork sausage, either patties or links. England, you've got bangers and blood pudding, which is a sausage, right?
2: Yes. Although I have had it served as a kind of patty as well.
0: Yeah. But like a, like a, like a flat disc, which I will consider sausage because of American patty sausage.
2: I've had black pudding served as like a sausage and Mm -hmm. I've heard it served as a patty in the UK.
1: Yeah, you either you either get like a smaller version of a full sausage, or you get right the giant sausage. They've they've taken like hunks. Like yeah, it's like I'm looking at pictures. Most of the pictures I'm seeing are a disc. Mm. Have you ever had scrapple, James? <laughs> You're such a Philadelphian. I love you. Scrapple. No <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. If if you if ever you find yourself in in Philadelphia or in Pennsylvania, uh, anywhere in Pennsylvania, uh, get scrapple with your breakfast. It is uh, a gray hash. It's basically they took all the parts of the pig nobody would ever want.
0: Never, ever read the ingredients on a, yeah. in a package of Scrapple.
1: That's true of anything. If I read any of the ingredients on those Fruity Pebbles, I would feel a little bit bad while I was eating them. Somewhere. I don't know, man. I don't think the Fruity Pebbles'
0: uh, first ingredient is pork hearts.
1: Uh, actually, mm. let me look. Yep, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: do, do not
0: eat that cereal, Hal.
1: Yummy.
0: <laughs> 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 well, they were cavemen. That's
1: what they
2: like You're to You'll make me think that, now of like – although this is totally – Different kind of thing that when we were in Montreal, they mm-hmm. have a traditional breakfast for the Quebecois, which is called mm-hmm. crêton. Did you ever try this, Mark? I don't know that I ever did. What is crêton? Crêton is absolutely delicious. Um, it's a it's a kind of pate. It's a kind of terrine and mm. uh you put it on toast and they would serve it to you in in the mor- if you if you asked for a traditional breakfast or a full breakfast whether it was in fact it, they didn't they didn't stipulate whether it was american or english or canadian mm-hmm. just a full breakfast then this came and uh it was served in a kind of uh a little dish and you would just basically like pate coarse terrine, but delicious. Creton.
0: See, this is the difference between you and me, James, and this is why I respect the hell out of you, is when I would get to work, I would just be like, ah, just give me a, give me a wrap. Give me like a breakfast wrap. You get there and you're like, oh no, no, no. Uh, I would like the full Québécois breakfast, please. No, this was Mark. This was not at work. Oh, this, I thought you meant this was at work. I thought this was a work thing. Well, I'm sure that, I'm sure that we could have, uh, rustled some up at work, but this was, this would be like on a weekend or. Oh, uh, I'm thinking, I was like, where did he get this fancy breakfast at work? Yeah. Yeah. I did have my Montreal bagel frequently. I do like those. Not as good as a New York bagel, but a very good and very different thing. So let's talk about these sausages. What is a banger? A banger is pork sausage as well?
2: Yeah, essentially.
0: But there would be... Would you usually just have one kind of sausage or would you have multiple kinds of sausages on a plate? I
2: remember growing up that it was like, you know, there were several rashes of bacon and -hmm. um, and two sausages and that was just standard. And then as Mm -hmm. things have progressed now, like people ask you, it's like, would you like, you know, sausage or bacon?
1: You're like, I normally like, I'd like both, please. Yeah. Yeah. This is a pro, I want a proper breakfast. I want both. I want to feel alive. <laughs> Here's what I love about bangers is every single picture of these are the same. They look like Freddy Krueger's fingers <laughs> and they're huge. That's like the best part. That was like one of my favorite things. The, the last time I was in England, which was decades ago was having bangers and mash and to be able to have them at breakfast is like, it's so much. Our sausages are so, they're so like little puny. They're like little, little tiny puny sausages. And then you get the patties, which are a million times worse because it feels like they couldn't bother to put it. It doesn't even, it's not even like, uh, like a blood pudding where it has like part of the casing around it. It's just like, Oh, we didn't bother to put a casing in it. We just made a hamburger out I'm of sausage. Trying, you know, Hope I, you'll eat it.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> i yeah, I, maybe it's better without the casing. I'm kind of like speaking against my own cause. I just, uh, Oh, I, I would just, for example, like, the first time I had like a sausage as a patty was mm-hmm. on, like a fast food place, like McDonald's, or sure. You know, I was like, what? you
0: can't put like, a sausage link on a sausage breakfast. McMuffin. The,
2: the breakfast yeah. sandwich. I was like, wow, this is like this is a sausage, but it's looks like a hamburger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, America does some things right, my man. Yeah. Look, we turn vegetables into hamburgers. We'll do anything <laughs> we do not care. We will make any food into a hamburger.
1: Yeah. Give us your precious national food, and we'll put it into a burger press. Yeah. We'll show you how it's done. Fantastic. We're
0: McDonald's.
2: Exactly. It's like the full American whatever McMuffin yeah. burger.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> full American breakfast <laughs> includes a burger of some sort. Yeah.
2: So yeah, there's um, uh, that's true, and actually as well, it's kind of the. The best sausages are slightly—I think you might use the adjective gamey, as mm-hmm. in they're kind of um, like in England. There's a whole thing about like in England we like Irish sausages. I'm not necessarily sure why, but that might be about the the pork inside them or the, the way it's made. Mm-hmm. Lots of as well herbs go into like a you know a big banger. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, very uh, very satisfying
0: yeah i think england's sausage game is way more on point than america's is breakfast wise yeah though we do have the burger patty version of sausage
2: we got the sausage
0: yeah you definitely and and we'll include blood pudding in that yeah i mean that
2: depending on your uh, i've had that served to me in some places and that's Mm. almost put me off like the rest of the food on the plate oh you're not a fan of it huh no i'm really not i'm like with the sausage i'm like this well as well it's like you know with the sausage and the baked beans and the mushrooms and, and the onions. And it's
0: like, wow, too much already. Yeah. That's Montreal style right there.
1: Just put foie gras on top of a steak. Oh my God. You know, the style <laughs> of horror films where they cut away to a bunch of disturbing images and it's like, uh, you know, like a clown and all this stuff. I feel like a mm-hmm. close up of this black pudding would be included in one of those montages. Like, cause I'm like, every picture I'm seeing of it, it's from a distance. And I don't want it. It feels like it's too close to me. Just yeah. being on the screen. I think a
2: lot of places have kind of stopped serving it. Mm-hmm.
0: While we're talking about meat, let's, uh, we'll take a break after this and then move to the back half of it. Sure. But I want to talk about English bacon because, yeah. uh, the bacon that you have in your home country, again, correct me if I'm wrong. It already happened once. It's not pork belly bacon. It's back bacon, right? So this is where it's, uh, it's like a little bit of the, the loin is on there. So it doesn't look the same as the I American bacon. I couldn't tell you, Mark. I really couldn't tell you. I, I have no idea. But it looks... <laughs> di- <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Let me ask you this. Do you remember it being crispy or do you remember it not being crispy?
2: Actually, in most places, um even where we just were together in mm-hmm. Thailand, they make it several styles so that you can have it really crispy. Or you can have it less crispy. Okay. So I'm just trying to think. I mean I would say that traditional English breakfast kinda of depends where you are actually. Yeah. I've had it served where it's like totally, as it were, desiccated, dry. Mm-hmm. And um I've had it served where you know, less so, where there's a bit more juices, fats
0: on the bacon. Do you prefer one style over another?
2: I prefer it I yeah, I prefer it drier, I think then um yeah i think as well there's a, a thing about you just in england we just we in england i think a lot of people in the uk like their food r- like really well done they want to know that it's cooked um right. there have been so sure. many scares over the years with <laughs> uh look you guys have been around for a long time there have no, been yeah. plagues been so and many shit scares over the years with things that you know are not totally cooked especially for example pork products mm-hmm. and uh you know, the last thing you want to get is a tapeworm. So I think that that's possibly why, like, w- when we – that's the thing that we do when we come to restaurants here. We will always ask for something to be, you know, well done. Mm-hmm. Because we know that that means
0: around medium in, uh, in, sure. in the States. Um <laughs> Wait, if an American well done is an English medium – how far do you go? I mean, is it just like, is, are they no, basically handing you a charcoal that, like, briquette?
2: No, I, I, okay. I'm, I'm exaggerating slightly, but I'm just <laughs> saying that if you ask for medium here in the States, mm-hmm. then it tends to come in just a, a touch like medium rare. Yeah. Not blue. Yeah. But like, not like, uh, medium in the UK means fully cooked. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah and then mm-hmm. obviously well done like you say over here and it, in the in the uk no it, over here <laughs> well done might mean burnt like you say like a charcoal crisp yeah um but well done in england would be like you know several degrees beyond medium i can't believe what we're talking about <laughs> yeah thoroughly cooked
1: is really thoroughly what it means cooked, i want it thoroughly cooked yes yeah <laughs> then americans are like i want i just want a plate of ash that i can wet my finger and lick
0: yeah repeatedly that's how i, I, I want, want like a char dip dipum stick or lick made
1: mark what do you th- you've ha- i've we've all had both versions yeah of bacon the american is like is like a fatty strip generally yeah. and this this bacon is is a lot closer to a ham it is a thicker like mm-hmm. a back, it is closer to a back bacon or a belly like a pork belly do you have a preference i prefer belly bacon to
0: back bacon, uh, American bacon to English, because I maybe it's just because it's what I grew up on. But like and I know that the world has been oversaturated with the image and flavors of American bacon for a very long time. But I think there's a reason for that. I think our bacon is the perfect amount, especially when it's cooked well and crispy. It's the perfect amount of fat, the perfect amount of smoke, the perfect amount of salt, and it's just an indulgent little flavor bomb. Not that I don't thoroughly enjoy the leanness of uh, of English back bacon, but yeah, there's. Um, I think America. I think America takes this one.
2: Mark, I'm remembering. Um, I think do you,
0: do you remember the little Christmas gift I got you? I do the bacon recipe cards. I how oh. did
2: I know Mark so well?
0: Yeah. Look, man, you know, you know, I love, you know, I love to cook and you know, I love my Americana and you know, I love my bacon. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> There's some pretty great recipes in there too. I want to talk briefly before we take a little break and then we'll come out and, uh, and get the rest of them. We, you and I, James, just, uh, were shooting in Thailand and that place every morning had the world's most epic breakfast buffet. Like I, you know, Hal and longtime listeners know I love me a buffet. I live anywhere. I, the, the days of the buffet may be numbered now, yeah, but I, I do love me a good buffet. And they thing. had food from all over the world. There's a delicious Asian breakfast treat called kanji. Did you ever do the congee,
2: James? I never did.
0: I did not, no. Oh, it is. It's fantastic. It's shredded meat and an egg with porridge poured over the top and then a million frequently very spicy condiments. And it makes your breath smell terrible for a whole day. Wow. But I don't care because it wow. is a, uh, it is a wonderful Thai breakfast. And if anyone knows where I can get that here. Yeah. Please let me know. Hans is on a postcard. Well, not. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh.
2: No, the breakfast at the, at uh, the hotel in Thailand, actually at most of the hotels in uh, Thailand where we stayed was, uh, pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah. What do you reach for when you go to a, uh, when you get breakfast? Generally speaking.
2: I'm not a, okay, guys, I'm not a big foodie and I'm one of those people that was, um, mm. I just, the food really bored me because food meant like sitting down, uh, for a longer time <laughs> somewhere. So I've yeah. just been, even, even now, like, uh, not so young, still more of a snacker than somebody it's all wrong. I just, um, I never understood about that kind of, the, the the wholesome way, despite the fact that I was brought up this way, that, you know, let's all sit down and you spend a little time in a meal and then you digest it and then there's the next one, et cetera. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so for example, I never liked dessert. I never liked dessert because <gasps> that just meant- uh, You just killed uh, hell. I, <sighs> I never liked dessert because that just meant longer at the table. I was like, God, how long are we going to be here? Let's get, I
1: mean- Oh I've got, to,
2: I've, got to, I've got to go.
1: James, I'll tell you what when this is all over we'll go out to dinner together. I'm going to show you how to tear through a plate <laughs> and then we can, we'll have a big dessert. I promise we're out of there in a half hour and then we can <laughs> do something else.
2: I can't wait. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> quarantine be over really soon. Let's do that. that right? Yeah. So much fun. Oh, so quarantine start. be
0: damned. Let's go right now. Come on. So I yeah. was not I was not into yeah,
2: food in a in a big way. Food was just <laughs> as a kind of As if I was like some kind of soldier constantly needed. It's like, you know, just on a kind of supply and demand basis. Sure. This is what I need right now to get through, which has been
0: coffee and Cheetos for the longest time. Oh, my God. I'm just picturing Tiny James Callis with coffee and Cheetos. Well,
2: we didn't have Cheetos back in the UK, back in the day. Or or uh, what was your crisp of choice? Oh, we had so many different we had these. uh We had a thing called Monster Munch. Can you get that here? Yeah, I think you can get Monster Munch here. Can you? I think no. you can. Monster Maybe in Santa
1: Monica. And something,
2: <laughs> and something called Skips, which was a prawn cocktail flavour. And when we were kids, this is really funny. When we were kids, you'd like be in the schoolyard. I wonder if you, I don't know. I think I've asked some guys over here. You guys didn't do this kind of thing, and you'd go up to somebody and you'd
1: say. If you give me a crisp, I'll be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Mark and I met. Yeah, that's how he got me. I had a bag
0: of Doritos, uh-huh. and then I walked up to Hal because he seemed you guys, nice. You didn't do that. You go. The,
2: the, that's that's quite a kind of classic 70s thing that you would, yeah. you know, be in the schoolyard and you walk over to somebody and you say, you know, whatever it, they had, like chocolate or chips. And you'd say, you know, can I have one of those? And if you give me one, I'll be your best friend. <laughs>
0: yep. I, I do remember doing that. Yeah. But I remember it tripping off the tongue faster and less, uh, not, not ever being taken seriously, more like it was an idiom. Hey, uh, please, oh, come on, man, be your best friend.
1: Yeah. That's, there's a music to it. Yeah. The yeah. best friend. It always but like, goes in that direction. The earnestness
0: of, I will be your best friend. <laughs> like if I had if I had used that earnestness I guess like hey man will you will you help me uh will you help me with right homework? come start. on man no, I will be I, your not. best friend
2: <laughs> You're right. You're right. It was um
0: I imagine suitably less intense. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go as intense as you want. Yeah,
2: that's
0: right. Um, yeah, if give, you give quiz, give me I a, a crisp I'll stand next friend, to you at like, your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh I would love if all idioms were delivered with that kind of intensity.
2: That's right. maybe you wouldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about toast and sides. But until then, here are a few of the other wonderful shows on the Maximum Fun Network. Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep.
1: Hi, this is Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Dr. Game Show. Dr. Game Show is a band of geniuses, or nerds, or brilliant artists, or kids, or some combination of all of those who get together to make a show like no other that's family-friendly. It's an interactive call-in game show podcast. When I found Dr. Game Show, I found joy. I told my friends and family that if they weren't listening, they were wasting joy. I sent them the episodes that made me laugh until I cried. I played it for them in the car. They laughed, too. Laugh their butts off. But they still don't listen on their own, so they're wasting joy. And I keep looking for someone to understand me. Maybe it's you. Give Dr. Game Show a listen and find joy.
0: Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday.
1: Hey, everyone. It's I, John Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And I, Elliot Kalen of the Flophouse podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast a 12 episode special mini series called I Podius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-Sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Daniel, get there someday. I Claudius is the name of the show. Every week from MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. All right. Let's talk about toast. Describe English toast to me. We all know what French toast is.
1: It's hot bread.
0: (laughs) Guys, guys. First of all, when you just said that, Mark, Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about
2: toast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That just made me think about salt and pepper. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's toast, baby. yeah See? let's talk about you and me let's talk um, about, about all about the good the things. things
2: and the bad things that can be let's talk about yeah. toast
0: <laughs> um, but which is by the way that's kind of our show in a nutshell other people talk about sex man we talk about toast
2: yeah uh, well obviously you know for the Battlestar fans i've got a big history with toasters uh i just thought i'd throw that in um but <laughs> <laughs> I, there's The thing I wanted to say is that there is a song that I advise people to look at. I'm trying to look at it right now, and it's called Toast. Have you heard it?
0: I have not heard a song called Toast. No. No way. Guys, guys, liberate yourselves. (laughs) Is this an English song?
2: Uh, It is.
1: I just love that Toast has a theme song. I know, right? Uh,
2: There's a, a song called Toast. And it's, is it by Haywood Banks? You know, I'm looking at this thing. You, you're you're quicker than me. I'm, I want to bring that up. No, it's <laughs> when, not by him. It is not. When did the song come out? I think it's Paul Young, even. like before he was, before people knew. Do You, you guys know who Paul Young
0: is? I or? don't know Paul Young. I think yeah, so. Okay. Maybe. I think we'll it's just
2: one second, guys. I'm just I'm playing it right now on my on my <laughs> telephone just to see if it is this thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. It's called uh, Toast by Street Band. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, then,
2: okay. (laughs) Uh, So everybody has checked this video out, Toast by Street Band, if you've not seen it. And it stars a very young Paul Young. Paul Young is a pop star in the UK. We thought, like, the world. Wherever I lay my hat is my
0: home. Okay. Wherever
2: I lay my hat, that's my home. No?
0: Yeah, Uh, Yeah. I mean, I believe you. No, you've not heard the song. Okay. So uh, anyway, they do a song about toast. Uh, uh 1978, street 1970s, band, Toast. Street band. There you go. And okay. It's all about like, I like
2: to sit down and have a little bit of toast.
0: <laughs> it sounds so gentle. <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so, so great. Please do watch. How would Paul Young have his toast? And how would James Callis have his toast? How would I... Um, Okay. So, um, toast for the longest time, um,
2: toast, just, you know, butter on toast mm-hmm. and frequently now marmalade on toast. Do you like marmalade? Orange? Yeah. Orange marmalade. Um, quite kind of like sour or, and, or, and or jam. But I've had a recent addition in the last uh, 20 years and that is cheese put on top of the marmalade. Oh, Whoa, look at you! Interesting. Kind of yeah, that was something that was <laughs> brought into my life by my wife, and something that they did All right. Neha in India, they used to put cheese on top of the marmalade. And, it, what uh, kind of
0: cheese would you put on there?
2: Yeah, it's any kind of cheese that's kind of uh, shreddable, cheddar. Okay, you know that. You, yeah, and then well, you re-toast it like toaster no, oven. No, no, you don't know. You don't. You don't have to melt the cheese.
0: Okay, this is. Look, Mr. Rogers told me to wrap a slice of American cheese around a banana and I tried it when I was a kid and it was delicious. Around a banana. <laughs> yeah. Uh I did it for a long time as a child after that because Mr. Rogers told me it was cool. And uh, he was the arbiter like- of cool in my house. It's uh, yeah. uh it's it's I imagine what the marmalade and cheese is like. It's like a little bit salty, a little bit sweet. It's got a little pungent sort of kick.
2: Okay. Wow.
0: Yeah. But this is this is a specifically Indian thing, though. This is not a an English thing.
2: No, I'm, I'm, I and I don't know if it's a specifically Indian thing either. I just, or if it's just a Neha's family thing. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you would eat an English breakfast on one of these fancy weekends, was the toast like dry toaster toast, or was it like griddle fried, like the bread on the outside of a grilled cheese? No, no, no. First one. First the, one. So just like proper, Performer. just okay. Because I feel like in a diner. It's just if we're going classic Americana, there is a—I don't even know if it's butter. It's just sort of a clear yellow goo, and then they slap that thing down on the griddle, and it's again just another salt bomb.
2: Yeah, no, it's no like toast is toast from a toaster. That's you know, um
0: by know by James Callis. That. By that, yeah, I know all of it. Um, <laughs>
1: is it? Is it thinner? Is English toast, does, does the bread tend to be sliced thinner than American toast or is, are, are the images I'm seeing deceiving me because the internet is a filthy liar?
2: I think that that's, I think that what we,
1: I was just reading or hearing yesterday that
2: bakeries in France are considered essential places of work right now. Amazing. Um, sure. Uh, that's I mean, so French. But, well, It is, but I, I suppose I, I totally understand it. Absolutely. Things that make people comfortable and keep you in your comfort zone to a degree. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is, is that they make baguettes. That's what they do. That's the way that the French or apparently, you know, so many French people are having their bread, baguette. And in England, we have our sliced loaf and it's just a slight, you know, it's not, one is not better than the other. It's just culturally slightly different. Mm -hmm. So, um, more and more we would have, you know, yes, a thin, a thin cut. So this is the idea, actually. What would happen is if you're in a kind of hotel in London or a metropolitan city, the toast will be quite thin, I think. And then if you're in somewhere slightly more provencal or rural, or you're at a bed and breakfast kind of outside the city, somewhere in the home counties, then the bread is likely to be cut slightly coarser. Maybe because it's not a pre-cut loaf, but it's Mm -hmm.
0: somebody who's, as it were, cutting it by hand from something that's made. That sounds like the country loaf. I would prefer the country loaf to the city loaf. Yeah. Is there generally one that you're like, oh, yeah, this one is clearly better?
2: I can't – I mean, for me, actually, I prefer it thinner because there's so much food on the plate already once, like, you have a, a doorstep <laughs> of bread. Sure. Like, oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Look, that's what we, that's what we do in the United States is we go to a restaurant, and before we even get our food, they just bring a basket of bread. Yeah. They just fill you with bread.
1: Yeah. You'll be wanting this. Yeah. With as much butter. I hate when the but- – I'd rather it be liquid. I hate when the butter is, like, just a an ice ball. Yeah, you got to melt the butter what, a little, man. Were you not prepared to open your restaurant today? Yeah, did, did, did somebody not take the, the, the butter out of the fridge early Animals. enough? Animals. Animals. <laughs> Have some decency, restaurants. Yeah. My goodness. I, I'm actually – I'm on the side of if you're going to – let's say you're doing boiled egg and soldiers. I want like hearty soldiers that I think are going to go in and win me the battle. You don't so want that thin little weak soldiers. <laughs> Yeah, where a stiff breeze knocks him over. Yeah, no like, man, I, you want those, the, you want those thick country soldiers. That's that's the American in me though. It's like I want more. Yeah, I want more bread. I want hot bread, more thick, <laughs> thick on my plate, so I can dip it in things and put
0: butter in it. Sir, the bread you're requesting is too thick to fit in our toaster.
1: Get another toaster. <laughs> Make it hot in here. I need hot, thick bread. All right, uh, just more. turn
0: the thermostat up. We're just going to leave this bread out for a while. Thank you. <laughs>
1: who is this guy? I don't know,
0: but I he's, love this know, guy that just restaurant. appeared.
1: Yeah, <laughs> more. It's, he's the American Eater. That's his name. The American Eater.
0: All right, so who do, I, who do we give the edge to on toast? It sounds like it sounds like oh, the English second, with the.
2: We've talked about toast, but I mean in the as it were the the wider kind of venn diagram thing, mm-hmm. like you know, as Hal was saying, there's pancakes on the american side does that that's true
0: up? I would put you that know, with is,
2: is, isn't that like that's one of the things that we look at from the u k as kind of like American excess, I'm like my God, pancakes <laughs> as well. what are these going <laughs> the yeah, and the cherry on top, and the chocolate dressing
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. It's breakfast dessert. Did you just, (laughs) did you just what the frack? I did because I was thinking about what you said, Mark. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I look, if we're going to give, if we're going to give England, uh, the edge on sausages because of the variety and we are including pancakes in the side bread varieties, I think it's only fair to give this one then to the American breakfast. If we're including pancakes as an option, and or other with the toast. And also okay, so oh yeah. You've even got, got biscuits as well. Where I grew up in the south, that will be another option.
2: Yep, biscuits uh, where are I grew a bit up like in the northeast scones though. I mean, when I heard that I was getting a biscuit, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what a biscuit is. It's like a digestive. It's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not this. This is oh, like no. a kind of scone or scone yeah. or you know, but you call it a biscuit. I sure. think actually I've kind of I have put my finger on the button. Before we're like due to close, and that is that like an American breakfast. Certainly, my kids would prefer an American breakfast to an English mm-hmm. breakfast because of the choice of pancakes and waffles and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And uh, all and like maybe as well, like an American breakfast might include like a milkshake, not <laughs> a, a <coffee. laughs> know, like, Oreo, chocolate fudge, peanut butter, something or other. I just, I think my kids go, well, I know that that is something that they, you know, whatever, however the pancakes or the waffles or the things arrive, that's a lot more exciting for them than an English (laughs) breakfast. So it might be a thing, it's a generational divide, I might say.
0: Sure, that's fair. Yeah, a little kid walking up to a buffet is going to return to the table with a very different plate than the average grown-up walking to a buffet. Yeah, (laughs) it depends. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, um, last category, and that's the sides. In the United States, you've got a big old pile, frequently on a separate plate of hash browns, uh, either O'Brien sliced or wedged or, uh, usually shredded in the classic American breakfast. Wait, uh, on
1: its own plate? Do you, do you, uh. uh you've been to a waffle house? You, yeah, but do you only eat at cracker barrel? i frequent
0: i'm no kidding i'm literally wearing a cracker barrel t-shirt right I now know you no, are we
2: need course. a picture of that for, all right yeah, i'm is. gonna take a
0: picture and i'm texting both of you right now
1: no yeah.
0: way i'm yeah. wearing a cracker barrel shirt you've been uh, to cracker
1: barrel right james do you know i'm not sure i have oh, oh man it's boy, the greatest put it what your list. My, what's
2: happening
0: cracker barrel is the <laughs> the world's most american southern like I ca- can I say cuisine? I can say cuisine.
2: Yeah. Wait sure. Second. Have they got Cracker Barrel in Los Angeles?
0: No. The closest oh. one is in Arizona. Yeah. No, okay. I've so looked. What about,
2: what about, for example, Mississippi, Texas? Oh, oh
0: Mississippi. Yeah. They'll have hundreds of them. For okay. sure. Yeah.
1: And it's a country store as well, James. So when you walk in the front, it's going to smell like uh, the the cheapest scented candles you can imagine, but they're huge. <laughs> And you'll go through this, like, tapestry of, like, mildly offensive woven blankets and prank call tapes from people you've never seen before and Christmas albums from 1992 (laughs) to get to your table, which will have one of those IQ games where you move pegs around except you don't want to touch it because it for sure is made, like, 90% of snot now. And then all the food is brought out on – like, when you see the trays of food being transported, that's when you know if you thought you saw big plates before James – You've seen nothing. Uh, your breakfast is
0: served to you on a I, platter, I, uh, like yeah, a platter platter.
2: I realized that I have not been to a Barrel.
0: Well, are you James, I'm, we're, next time we're all in Atlanta or Pensacola okay. or at a convention in the South. Okay, let's do it. Well, yeah, we're yeah. going to Cracker Barrel. Uh, we have all kinds of plans, guys. All kinds of <laughs> breakfast plans. But aside from the, the, the size of the platters, let's look at the sides themselves. The uh, traditional English breakfast has the tomatoes, mushrooms, and beans on the side. Three things that you will, maybe tomatoes, but two things you will definitely not see on an American breakfast menu.
2: Which ones, w- which ones won't you find on the American breakfast?
0: Mushrooms actually? and beans. Okay. Frequently sliced tomatoes I will see on the side and sometimes order. But, uh, I like my mush, I mean, I'll have mushrooms in an omelet. You'll see them in, uh, things, but not just as a thing by themselves. Right. I like the variety of this, but I don't, I don't know that you get the, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know that you get the carb punch, uh, of the potatoes to get your day started with that energy, but you do have toast and a million other things on this plate. You
2: can, I do believe that now you can, like, but it's possibly like, uh, you know, taking from the American breakfast because I'm not sure that potatoes were necessarily part of the English breakfast beforehand. The mm-hmm. experience, but nowadays you um you can get kind of like potato croquettes as mm-hmm. places for breakfast, right? Yeah, A
0: thing traditionally that... I traditionally we can leave those out. There's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I... <laughs> Is there, look, I've, I've, lo- I've had, uh, this traditional English breakfast before with the beans. I enjoy, uh, beans with breakfast. I think it's quite tasty. Uh, and, uh, whereas, you know, in the South, you usually have them at a family barbecue with coleslaw and a pulled pork sandwich. Okay. So you guys like baked beans. Um,
2: is Heinz a big deal here?
0: In oh,
1: States? yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Heinz baked, Heinz baked beans?
1: Oh, yeah. Heinz's husband ran for president. Yes. And Heinz is uh, based in my home state of Pennsylvania. That is okay, where... Okay, so um,
2: Heinz baked beans is a big deal. It or used to be. Used mm-hmm. to be. Like, like, so, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a kid from the 70s. So, like, baked beans and Marmite, not at the same time. Um, But, like, baked beans was something traditionally that you'd have at tea time around 4 o'clock on toast. Do you guys...
1: that That's not something you guys... That is... It. No... No. No. Beans and toast for us – and I know that's a popular dish. Like when I hear it, I think of my grandparents who lived through the Depression. Like that was all they could have was beans and toast. But I I know that it's like (laughs) actually (laughs) actually a meal. I don't mean to – In the
2: 1970s. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, like coming off whatever the three-day week
0: or
2: whatever it was. Um, So – Yes, like back in the day. But yeah, beans on toast or what we would call Welsh rabbit or Welsh rabbit. And you guys know, Welsh rabbit is essentially cheese on toast, but like oh. melted
0: cheese on toast. This but, isn't a Cockney rhyming slang. What does rabbit
2: no, rhyme no. with?
1: That's what I was trying to think.
2: It's not, <laughs> actually, when, when you're kids, you um, w- what you hear is Welsh rabbit and you're like, Welsh rabbit? I, want, w- mm-hmm. I don't want to eat rabbit. And then you're just told it's called g- cheese on toast. But Which it, sounds like an English town, it, but it's actually Welsh rarebit. But it sounds like rabbit when people say it. So R A R E B I T, rare bit. Welsh rarebit is essentially melted cheese on toast in the UK. Do not ask well, me why, <laughs> but that's what we
0: call it. Maybe cheese wasn't easily found in Wales, so it was a rare bit of breakfast that you could oh. uh, get. Look, I'm, I'm spitballing here, guys. Here is what it seems like this comes down to. Based on everything within our conversation. I think it's, it, you know, the American wins in some categories, English breakfast wins in some categories. It feels like the ultimate or the distillation of the question comes down to, uh, even though their portions are both gigantic, the English breakfast, maybe it's just because it's England and these, and my, uh, the connotations of that. It seems more refined, but with fewer choices. And the American seems like an anything goes free for all. Does that seem in any way accurate? I totally understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yes, there's kind of, um, it's less strictured,
2: the American breakfast. Mm -hmm. In the sense of, like you say, it's, that actually reminds me of um, years ago, Somebody nameless I know, but like came, came from the States to London and they were like, oh, I just want to have breakfast with, with you. And I was, but I want to have a real British experience. I said, like a real British experience, like, like a breakfast thing. Well, then come to me and then we'll drive out like onto the motorway and we'll go to one of the workmen's kind of cafes, you know, by the side of the motorway. Mm-hmm. That's a real kind of like british breakfast kind of trucker kind of experience yeah and uh <laughs> the lady <laughs> came to him with the with the menu and she was like you know you know what is it going to be you know two fried eggs or something and uh he started with like what i want is i just want the whites of the eggs if you don't mind and <laughs> <laughs> oh sure and this lady looked at him like he was an alien Oh she yeah.
0: Like, she didn't,
2: she didn't even know what the <laughs> hell he was talking about. <laughs> like, just wanted the whites of the eggs. And this great <laughs> look went over her face. She was like, look, it's the, like, it's just this on the menu, right? It's just this. You're not, you know, we, we don't make special requests.
0: Oh, so unreal. like that.
2: I think that kind of makes your point, Mark, that, yeah. like, you know, in America, you could say, listen, I would like it like this, see? And in England, if you said that, they'd be like, uh, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's
0: less likely to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, does that give the edge to the American breakfast? <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't say so necessarily.
2: I mean, <laughs> well, you're an Englishman. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, cause I don't want pancakes at breakfast. <laughs> I don't, oh. want, I don't want, you know, uh, that that necessarily. I I find, um, I mean, as well, like the English breakfast. Let's talk about tradition for a second. We, and you had you didn't mention the kippers, Mark. I'm sorry, forgot about the kippers. I forgot about the kippers. For God's sake. I about the kippers. <laughs> okay, so I just that's an interesting point for all of us because the kipper. This salted thing that is really, really smoky and strong. And if you, if you Mm -hmm. make them at home, like the house really smells of, of the fish. Um, but essentially it's a herring. And Mm -hmm. the interesting thing about that is that when it's smoked like that slightly, it looks a bit like a red herring, although there is no such thing in nature (laughs) as a red herring. (laughs) Oh, oh Lord. And the other thing was just on tradition sense that mm-hmm. like you know apparently there've been historical notations about the English breakfast since around the 13th century.
0: It's a long uh, time. But, all right, okay. I get it. You guys are older. Well, okay. Well, that's a long th- that's a, that's a good though that's a good <laughs> long time to uh, to get refined though. I suppose
2: as you said to me yeah. beforehand, you know this reminds me of one of these things actually a lot of the things in the list. Have you you guys have seen Educating Rita? Have you seen that film? Do you know that film? Seen what? Educating Rita. No, I, I
0: know, know the know name of it. I don't I know. I've so seen it. It
2: stars Julie Walters and Michael Caine, and it's about mm-hmm. a girl from the north of the country who goes to a uh, like an Oxford or Cambridge and becomes slightly different to the where she was raised from. And at the mm-hmm. end, there's this thing about like. the people who she's she goes back home and they're like right so you you think like when you were with all these people and all that highfalutin stuff you learned a better song huh you learned a better song than we sung back in the pub when you were a kid and she turns around and she goes no I didn't learn a better song I learned a
1: different song
2: I like that Mm. I like that too
1: that is really nice so you're saying the American Breakfast is the different song it's not a better song
2: I yeah I think you know there's uh, I've certainly been in so many so many times here had an American breakfast and um uh, there's something really exciting about that and you can't uh, you know that's if it comes if it comes really nicely that's like uh it's it's a great feeling right sure sure
0: yeah, yeah. That, like the, the the surprise of something new, uh, of, a, of a hearing a different song.
2: Also as well, I just mean that like, you know, when you go to a restaurant here or, you know, you're in a hotel because of whatever and you've asked for that breakfast, I would say, you know, eight times out of 10, you're pleasantly surprised. It's not like, oh, my gosh, what's this? You're like, mm-hmm. wow, look at this. This is fantastic. Yeah. So actually, Mark, I might say, yes,
0: you know, the American breakfast may have the slight edge. Well, the edge in my mind was for the variety. It, you actually, yeah. I feel like you just made a case for the English breakfast to me of don't try to over, uh, don't order the egg whites. Don't ask for this on the side. Don't ask, you know what I mean? Don't, don't customize it. This is, you said it came from the 13th century. This is 700 years of crafting a perfect breakfast. Just trust me, you're going to like this. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you just order the chef's special, whatever it is.
2: You know what you're making me think? What's that? It makes me think about this, um, about the way that food is prepared, mm-hmm. about, um, about the mindset of somebody that's making the food. It's like, that's everything. There's a whole section in, I think it's, oh my, it's yeah, Midnight's Children by Salman Rushdie. Mm-hmm. It talks about people who make food and, and when they make food with love and what that, so it reminds me of that weird thing about it's not what you say, it's the way that you say it. Mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily about what it is, but the way that it's created or the way that it's uh done for you, certainly you know when people have a passion for excellence and that's served up in front of you then um
1: on some level it doesn't matter what it is, huh yeah, you can tell when it's made with love mm-hmm. and care
2: yeah you can tell when, for example too. when when yes there's uh you're like wow, this is, you know, pretty great. You can tell when it's not as well.
0: Yeah. With that lovely, lovely sentiment in mind, I have a hunch. So I'm going to test that hunch. Oh, boy. And I'm going to take our temperature and see where we all are on this. Knowing full well that, you know, sometimes it's not a better song and just a different song. Yet on this show, we always have to choose the better song. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) On the count of three, we will do a countdown. I will say three, two, one, and then we will each say it uh, simultaneously in an attempt to see where we are after this hour of conversation about these two breakfasts. You
2: know, Mark, before we do that, I just like, can we, I know that like, well, they can edit this out. I just like one really... Like 30 seconds to try and be independent of myself or ab- like, you know, objective or yes, rather than subjective. When you give us the like the moment of saying it's like I really want mm-hmm. to kind of because when you say, listen, let's decide and we're all going to say it at the same mm-hmm. time, I feel that there might be a kind of knee jerk or axiomatic kind mm-hmm. of response to that that doesn't take into account all of the things that we've said. So it's like, can we have like 30 seconds to kind of, you know, really go over the hard drive in your mind of what it is we haven't said?
0: You know what? In 200 some odd episodes of this show, <laughs> nobody's ever asked us to, think. nobody's, nobody's ever asked us to <laughs> actually answer these objectively. But I like that. So, yeah. um, let's put 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. <laughs> well, we just try and think about it. I just, Because the thing I want, like, to put into
2: your minds that Uh was, like, we kind of glazed over ever so slightly was the mushrooms and the tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's it. Mushrooms and tomatoes. (laughs) 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 Is that going to be a deal breaker? Okay, 30
0: seconds. Okay, 30 seconds starting now. We all ruminated a bit.
2: We have a bit.
0: Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm going to count down from three and then we're all going to say what we think it is. Ready? And, and the words, were, it's either going to be English or American.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Three, two, one. English. American.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> I just wanted somebody to say American. I knew it was going to be people of the world for centuries upon centuries. We're now going into eighth straight century of the English breakfast existing or at least having been referenced. I'm sure it existed long before that. I hate mushrooms. I'm going to say that right now. Don't trust that black pudding. I don't know what you're about. I can't tell. Are those sesame seeds in there or are they more pig parts? I can't tell from the pictures and I don't want to get close to it. Hal,
0: you're However. issuing a verdict, not a dissent.
1: I, I'm just saying, I just want to <laughs> take it into account for all the other people out there is like, he didn't say how gross mushrooms are. I did. I did. Just for me. I know you like them. It's fine. Live your life. Point I, is. By the
2: way, what yes. you just said, I just, on, the, that's, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> you're right. For
0: example, yes, <laughs> you're, you're so right, because I don't eat the black pudding. Yeah. Mostly. No. Okay. Well, so if you don't clear pancakes. your plate, you don't get breakfast dessert. That means no yeah. pancakes.
1: Yeah. Okay. How can you have any breakfast Pan- dessert if you don't yeah. eat your pudding? Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. All right.
2: Yeah. I was just my, yeah, I was, you know, going <laughs> along the lines of like, you know, I don't really want pancakes for breakfast and or et cetera. Um, I, yeah. Listen. just, it's, yes.
1: Sometimes the winner is selected because we don't want the other thing. Sometimes that's just the way it is. They're both very good breakfasts. I've had them both. No big deal. Not to brag. Not to brag. <laughs> have had them both. We all, all three of us have. No big deal. So it's t- don't worry about I was it.
2: Telling, just be I was cool. Telling Mark. Yes. That one of my favorite experiences was being at a bed and breakfast in England and, uh, in yeah. the south of England. And I was uh, downstairs at breakfast and I asked and the lady, who was, uh the waitress said, what do you want? I said, could <laughs> I get a cup of tea, but also, could I get some coffee? And she looked at me, she went, in the same cup. Amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: I looked at oh. her and I went, oh, no no thank you, uh, you <laughs>
1: like a separate cup for the tea and a separate
2: cup for the coffee wow if that's it if that's okay
1: thank you <laughs> you actually stayed in a bbc comedy <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the, the lady was not being funny that's what no. was so funny yeah uh-huh.
1: oh i want to i want to just hug that lady Look for that lady alone is the reason why the English breakfast wins. Asked and answered. It is the superior breakfast. Sorry, with more is not better. It's, it's a shame. Not for me. It is, but but I can objectively see it's not good. Don't do it. <laughs> Just have the five meats and beans the and vegetables and eggs. American
2: breakfast as well. Very much so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it would just just you know what? We're gonna take you to McDonald's and we're gonna get you a sausage patty between two pancakes. They call them McGriddles. They're yeah. delicious. You'll love Little. it. This topic is closed. Thank you, James Callis, for coming Thank on the show so and much, talking so with much us. Fun. This was yeah. a blast. Amazing. And uh you can see James uh this summer or not this summer, this fall, season two of Blood and Treasure. Is there anything else you want to promote, Brother? Yeah. No, um
2: no, I mean, you can see Mark Gagliardi as well. And that's, true. I'm <laughs> that's true. I'm looking forward to that, uh, that date to look at how we can destroy some
1: dessert, Hal. Oh, yes. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going to do it. Yeah. I listen. I, I start dinner with an eye on dessert. So I'm, I'm, I will, I can't wait. I look forward to breaking bread with you. Before we get out of here, I just, do you have like a quick Mark story you can tell? Wait.
2: Uh-oh. A quick Mark story I can tell. Yeah, like tell
1: me, tell me more. What kind of Mark story? I mean, Mark. Look, our listeners <laughs> have a picture of who Mark is in their head, and they're not terribly far off. But <laughs> you know, I don't know how many stories he's told you about, like yeah. leaving cars by the side of the road, or or anything like that. Like, just a crazy. Is there like a like a funny Mark story you have that's appropriate to tell here?
2: Um, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> not really I mean, All <laughs> right. <laughs> no, not that it's not appropriate um no don't tell them about uh, don't tell them about you and i getting shaken down by the thai police
2: oh well that one i suppose that was a funny one um that a... <laughs> but that's not that's like a both our story thank goodness we were both in the story otherwise it might have ended slightly differently yeah
0: uh,
1: right uh, oh boy like a
2: few nights before production shut down in thailand Mark and I were coming back to the hotel from being at a restaurant, and we the car was flagged down, and there was a military checkpoint, and uh, the driver was wearing a face mask, but was gen by the look of him was really afraid, and hmm. we had been eating and drinking, so we were less afraid. <laughs> and we, we were pulled over. And they asked us to get out of the car and they, I wouldn't say at gunpoint, although they all had, you know, machine guns and pistols and a few of them were wearing face masks and they proceeded to go through our pockets and ask us for anything that we had. And they were like, you know, really shaking us down. And like any good kind of actor, Mark and myself had kept several receipts from, you know, car <laughs> tabs and things like, you know, buying whatever it was, uh, whatever it was at the supermarket that y- you would get, like, you know, uh, washing up powder or chewing gum. And you'd have these receipts. And they were going through the receipts as if they might find, I don't know, like some drugs. They didn't find anything. And then
0: they were like, go back in the car. And uh, we, yeah, we got in the car. Well, actually, Mark got in the car. Yeah, I, I got there. in the car. At that point, James uh turns to the officers and is like, well, why are you bothering us? And it's like, no, James, no, they I said we, we could why go. go. Why James, James listen, we're leaving. Listen, why are we being
2: stopped? What is the reason <laughs> for this? What is the reason? And they <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. looked at me, I think a bit stunned. But like I say, we've been out, like, you know, eating and drinking. And I wasn't... You know, we, we knew that we, we hadn't been doing anything wrong. So I was like, so why have we been stopped? What's the reason? The guy looked at me kind of blank stared. He went, we check you for drug. We check you for gun. We check you for bomb. I was like, okay. Whoa. And at that point, then Mark was like, James, um, they've actually done with us. Yeah. They said we could go. The
0: <laughs> they said we could leave. <laughs> Let's go. Oh.
2: <laughs> so, but I was really glad that we were there together me too um, because uh that was uh that would have been significantly more scary had had we been by ourselves
0: I oh imagine. yeah
1: well i'm glad that you weren't you were uh neither of you were broke down palaced, and Indeed. <laughs> we're pleased to have you here thank to you again discuss, for joining to
0: discuss us discuss the uh the breakfast yes yes thank you yes this topic is closed thank you to james Callis and who suggested the topic Al? Uh this was uh, suggested by steph and thank Just you, Steph, set. uh, for the, uh, for the topic. Uh, this yes. topic is closed. There are many
1: more to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter, check out the Maximum Fun subreddit, or you can email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com or talk about your favorite breakfasts at our Facebook group, the greatest place on the internet, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians,
0: Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman,
1: for our score and theme
0: song, respectively. And thank you to you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit down with James and talk about breakfast and get us all very hungry. Some of us for pancakes, some of us for um smoked herring, but all of us uh hungry for a good time and hoping that everybody is having a safe and tolerable time indoors right now. Thank you for giving us a chance to, you know. Get rid of some stress and take our minds off things
1: for a little while. So
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal
1: Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We We got this. this. We got this.
0: Maximumfun.org.
1: Comedy and culture.
0: Artist owned. Audience supported.